This is the Reflector Reflections podcast. My name is Annie. Join me as we journey around the world talking with fellow human design reflectors as they experiment and navigate their unique design. Today's beautiful conversation is with Elle, the astrologer, a gorgeous fellow 5-1 reflector. She's a student of the stars, maiden of magic, alchemy, and anarchy. Can I also say heretical? Elle is the curator of the Stella Sanctum, where she shares her wisdom, writings, readings, masterclasses, and eBooks with the world. Welcome, beautiful soul. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for that lovely introduction as well. Very nice to hear that. <laughs> I stole that off your bio on your website, by the way. I, I thought, thought I thought I recognised some bits. I was like, oh, she's done her research. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that first line, it's like. <laughs> And we were just saying like, Elle, you and I, oh God, we, I think we've navigated this for a year, just having or well, getting this chance to catch up. And, and it's just, it's just such a, a pleasure to finally sit in your space um, and share the love. Yes. And we've got a lot to talk about today. So, but before we talk about anything else, I want to ask you about human design. I want to ask you how you found it or how human design found you. Would you like to take us back? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I vividly remember not like how I found human design, but how I felt when I read about being a reflector. So I'm sure I just came across it from being in the online space. You know, someone was probably sharing about it. And I thought, oh, I'll have to calculate my chart. And I saw that I'm a reflector. This was about two years ago. And I was reading into reflectordom and I came across the whole no definition thing. Zero definition, no definition. And I was like, get fucked because I'm a fixed big three. In astrology, my whole big three is fixed. And for anyone who knows, fixed signs are notorious for being set in their ways and you can't like knock them off the path that they're on and so when I was reading this like no definition stuff I was just like no that's bullshit doesn't make sense and I just like completely I had quite a visceral reaction to it actually now mm. looking back on it um and so I left it for a couple months and then eventually came back to it and I think I was just like listening and paying attention to what reflectors were saying online um about the experience of being a reflector and I was like oh okay I'm getting more understanding about what this actually means like not having definition and it makes a whole bunch of sense um and then yeah I feel like I kind of found um a nice little like group of reflectors online who I um, really connected with in terms of like the message that they were sharing and yeah since then so for probably about a year and a half I've just been like absorbing information having really pleasant encounters here and there with fellow reflectors and just kind of letting this um, framework um, just feed into my life here and there but I, I wouldn't say I like really rigidly like subscribe to it or anything like the way I do with astrology for mm. example but it definitely definitely informs my lived experience and has greatly improved like my understanding of self yeah and we've sort of spoken about this a lot I think and you I, I'd love for you to share your story about astrology too if it's always been with you but 
you are just a, you know, like a, an embodiment of wisdom when it comes to the astrological space. And I have heard, I'm generalizing here, but I have heard in the past, it, is, it can be quite, not challenging, but it's tricky to get your head around from, you know, an astrology based system in your in your body and your mind to flipping over to human design I mean you kind of get it but you don't because you're trying to marry up the two do you have yeah would you like to share on that yeah um that definitely resonates and I have had like the the sort of um occasional very intense like study session into trying to understand systems of human design like the gene keys um but yeah it I think because I already have the astrological system in place um it is hard for my brain to like accept that something else is also happening at the same time um but I can also absolutely appreciate like that that is um you find so many different like tools and practices and they're not always gonna like gel with you so much like astrology's something I understand very well and I'll leave the jinky stuff to, to other people. Yeah, I'm the same when it comes to I'm just over the last probably, I don't know, I want to say 18 months but definitely 12 months and I know that it was roughly around 12 months ago you were really starting to dive into that asteroid stuff and I went down like I was like, whoa, this is cool shit. Like I want like, you know, literally I become like ferocious when it comes to absorbing the information um, and then just before our chat here before, I'm like, hang on a sec, where was Ceres again? I can't even remember where that was in my chart. True reflector style, it's just like it's, I've sampled it, I've come in, I've tasted it, I've loved it, but then I've kind of like going, ah, it doesn't, it hasn't stuck. Um, yeah. So I love what you're saying then about, you know, it, it's what lights you up inside. I'm the same with human design, whereas astrology, I, I want to learn, I'm trying to learn, but sometimes I go, what's going on there again? Yeah. Yeah, like that's such a good way of putting it. Like it doesn't stick. And that reminds me of how like the reflector aura is described as being like Teflon or um, non-stick. And I I don't know about you, but I definitely notice with a very select few things in life that have stayed with me for a long time. I vividly remember the sensations that I was having when I first stumbled upon those things. And those sensations are so vastly different to other things that never did stick you know it's just, you can tell when something's gonna stay with you like your it's like a whole body reaction to the information that you're kind of um metabolizing um it's a really really cool thing to like witness happening in real time you can be like oh yeah this is this one's gonna stay with me for a while you know and this is a big deal this is changing me yeah and until you feel that and until you actually acknowledge that because I think we've had those moments in our lives, but we've kind of just disregarded it or being forced to move into different areas. But I think when you start to pay attention, you're like, hang on. So I love, I love what you said then. It is, it's like a feeling. It's just like, I don't see you going away anytime soon. Welcome mm -hmm. friend. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome it's like to the family. Up in your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's not leaving. <laughs> Oh, when it does show up in your dreams, oh, you would have had that with astrology as well. Like I, I just last night I was dreaming about bloody lines and moving them around. Anyway, how did, astrology, you, you know, has it always been with you since you were younger or? Um, I remember I always knew I was an Aquarius and I loved that because 
the little thing that things that I did know about astrology I knew that Aquarius was like the the unique like weirdo outcast of the zodiac and I always loved that I was Aquarius and then I stumbled upon the concept of moon signs um I must have been like 18 19 and that just blew everything out of the water for me I'm a Scorpio moon I'm sure you've heard this story before because I've shared it um in one of our like workshops that we did together but yeah I just was reading all this stuff about Scorpio moons and I was like holy shit how does someone like know all of this stuff about me that's it like it was just so bizarre but like deeply moving and I think that was my first example of coming across any kind of like philosophical metaphysical framework that was that the whole part like or a huge reason for existing is to reflect you and see you and like affirm your experiences it was probably my first example of coming across something like that that was like hey I get what you went through and it was shit and here's the stuff that can describe it and I was just like wow I feel like feel so seen at a time in my life where no one else was giving me that kind of affirmation nothing else was giving me mm. that affirmation and yeah I just ate it and just have continued to be eating it up ever since. And have you got to that point where you've tried to apply it to human design have you tried to to bridge the divide for lack of better sayings because I know sometimes I've spoken to other astrologists and they've they've tried to tried to bridge them right yeah no honestly I haven't I I like sometimes bring up human design in readings with my clients um and you know if I'm like getting like some charts I'll read and I'll just be like, this person has to be like a reflector or at least a projector or something because um, their experience is so like, almost like I see myself in their experience. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes I do bring it up, but I don't, I just don't know enough about like the framework of human design to, to be like it's not worth me adding my voice into mm. that pool essentially yeah. in terms of the like technological side of things um I'll happily like throw in my my voice for the philosophical debate you know I love that stuff but yeah the technical side of things I, you probably get this as a 5-1 like I like to know my shit yeah I like to know the real like building blocks of something before I try and teach or transmit about it so yeah I haven't haven't actually tried that too too much I love that you say that because um, we, I, when I talk to a lot of reflectors and it, it's this, when you find this out, it's like this big spiritual awakening. I suppose it was for you with astrology, but then it came through a little bit more when you found out you're a reflector, it just kind of like was the, a little missing piece. But sometimes mm -hmm. what the biggest, a bigger shift can be is finding out that profile and actually doing a deep light, deep dive into what it is. And our fifth line, our first line, it can, fuck us mm -hmm. up and and I think when we get to that and we do the deep dive into it which you've done it's just like we look back in life and go oh my god that's exactly what's happened I've been I've been like literally burnt at the stake so many times that I am now extra extra careful about what right. I say do you find that yeah yeah 100% um 
yeah and like this does show up in my chart as well like either capricorn mercury so mercury is a planet of communication and capricorn is um doesn't like to they don't like to um take more than they give and they're also very like precise and can um thoughtful with their words so I'm very I don't just like to say shit for the sake of it I like to have stuff to back it up but yeah definitely when I started reading into the experience of a 5-1 I again just felt incredibly seen I was like whoa okay yeah this is really explaining like my tendency to overthink before I say especially at the point at when I found it I was still I think in this kind of in-between of like my younger years of having absolutely no filter and getting a lot of rejection because of that. Yeah. Um, and then just being terrified of like being rejected. And so being overcautious, not really speaking up properly. Whereas now I've moved into a space of like, I'm okay with being misunderstood. Um, and yeah. okay with being rejected because I know that, I know that everything I say is coming from like a place of love and is as as informed I can be and I also know how to say sorry when I mess up now like I'm not scared yeah. of of making mistakes anymore and like owning up to when I genuinely have like crossed the line or said something a bit too jarring yeah. for someone too heretical I, I I really do love that you said that again it's like oh my god yes um because we can go through those phases of just like I've said way too many things too quickly, being the judge, executioner, you name it. What is it? The observer, the judge, anyway. Um, and then too, too afraid to say anything. And then at the same time, I think when you find this peace, and I've watched that even just in this small couple of years that I've, I've watched yours, and, and I realised that just then that, even though I'm not actively involved in your channel, it's like I still have this body knowing about where you've gone through in your in your journey. And I, I can feel that when you were saying that. Now I'm like, I'm comfortable being me. And I kind of can really resonate with that, just going, I'm actually comfortable to be me. And there are going to be times where I'm going to fuck up. And, and other people's projections onto us, it's got nothing to do with me because I can turn around and go, oops, whoopsie days, sorry. <laughs> yeah and that's it like it's not a huge deal it's literally just a case of oh shit yeah sorry thanks for letting me know yeah yeah and then you get on with your day like yeah. and, and then you get excited because you get to learn more because yeah. you're like oh that's actually really really good right point. it's <laughs> it's new information yeah. like yeah please, please tell me no please tell me give me feedback and where I've gone wrong and yeah like that and also I don't care as much anymore about having to please everyone around me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is it is a nice balance to be in. I'm definitely like still finding my footing with that. There's certain scenarios in which I will dip back into like fear. Um, but generally I've been learning to show up as just like, this is just me. It's okay if I make mistakes. And I'm also not super fussed about like pleasing you too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> So finding this out and you, I'm going to take us back there. You're, you're finding this out and you were sort of like, I, my words here, not yours. So please correct me if I'm wrong. 
you know, a bit overwhelming when you get into this online space of finding your reflector and there's all this information just thrust at you. And, and you were just saying you were very, you've been very lucky that you found a small community to support you and people who you trust. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit about that journey, about this online space? Because you know it's a passion project of mine about let's let's bypass this bullshit, what everyone's saying. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I, like, the general human design community online I find to be very alienating. Um, and, again, that's probably very typical of the reflector experience. Like, we go into spaces and we generally feel like, a bit of an oddball but there's just like um a multitude of things that kind of like puts me off when it comes to like engaging with the human design community in general online um I have unfollowed like basic yeah I've unfollowed anyone who teaches human design that isn't a reflector um and I think we've had discussions about this in the like the reflector discord and stuff about how it's actually like reinforcing our like not self theme of disappointment when all you find online or on Instagram or whatever is like just the same recycled information for reflectors. Um, so that was very disheartening, disappointing. I like new information. I like depthful information, detailed and precise information. I don't need to be told a million times over that I'm a mirror for everyone around me. Like, what the fuck am I meant to do with that? <laughs> and so, like, yeah, that, like, when I was first getting into it, it very much kind of, like, sucked me in. And then the more into my design I got, I was like, uh, no, actually, this tastes bad. Like, I don't want it. Um, so I unfollowed everyone. I do also have issue with um, the kind of, there's some like ethical or moral implications that I struggle with when it comes to human design, not just because of how it was founded. Um, you know, there's all these talks about like it's appropriative um, and like the way that he developed it, he didn't kind of cite his sources and um, credit his teachers as I believe he should have done. That's a, a widely discussed topic in and of itself. So I don't feel a huge need to like inject my voice too much into that. But I do feel What's always kind of made me uncomfortable with the like reflector stuff is this whole thing of like, it's not you, it's everyone around you. And I, at first this was like empowering and I was like, oh my God, yeah, like not everything I feel belongs to me. And, and then I got to a point where I was like, actually though, a lot of it does belong to me and it's my responsibility to take care of that and own up to it and not just like point the finger at everyone else around me and say like, oh, it's you. I'm just soaking up your stuff, like go sort your shit out because I'm a reflector and I can't do any wrong, you know? I was like, you just read so much and there's not enough nuance in these discussions. Um, So I, yeah, the, the human design community in general I do keep a little bit of a distance from because it just doesn't quite sit right with me. Um, The other thing with the advice that you typically see for reflectors is like that we're meant to be at the center of a community and that we're like one in a hundred, one in a million or whatever, you know, with a 1%. And again, I don't know how helpful that is because I'm, I think a lot of the issues in our world come from hyper individualism and like believing that you're more special than everyone else around you 
And I just found that all of this information I was reading as a reflector was just telling me how incredible, how special, unique I am. And I don't actually need to hear that. I need to be like humbled and grounded. I'm fucking Leo rising. I don't need my my ego blown up this much. I don't need to be told that I'm this like special creature, unicorn sent down to heal humanity. Like <laughs> I, I want to learn how to live like a, a humble human life because that's that's what this I'm a human on planet earth and being told that I'm one in a million is actually just making me feel weirder and more disconnected from reality yeah um yeah what are your thoughts about do, do you share any of these same mm. kind of like reservations or hang-ups with the the general yeah. like consensus that's out there yeah and that's why this podcast started it's just I I threw a little hissy fit um I don't know if I've ever, I think I've have, I think I come in and out sometimes because I'm like, you know, I'll get on my, I'll get on my soapbox for lack of better words and just go, oh, right, are you fucking, what's this fucking shit, you know, and, and that <laughs> I know, but then it's also like, is this helpful? Is this helpful for me just to have a rant for the sake of having a rant or is this helpful because I'm actually, again, the fixer will come in. It's just like, is this solving a problem or is this helping to solve a problem? So I've learned to navigate it a little bit when I first started, it was, it was like, oh, I can't say that because, you know, but now it's like, that's, that's what I say. Is this helpful? Is this going to help somebody? Is this appropriate? And is this not me just having a, you know, all these gates in my throat that just want to go, righto, you fuckers, <laughs> you know, because there, there is that a part of me. It's very much yeah. like, oh, what's this shit? And, um, but yeah, when I find that the community can be very much, it's either good or bad or right or wrong. And there's so much more to it than that. And finding this out was one of those huge moments in my life. And I know when I meet so many people, it is so important and empowering, but I've navigated this as well with them. And it is about learning as you, you were just saying, then it's more about just instead of like fluffing up ego and going, you're the 1%, yeah as my friend always calls it she calls it a shit deflector um I love it I just like she needs to trademark that the shit deflector but it's like I went through that as well you know when I first find it I'm like oh yeah that's right it's not me it's them and I'm like hang on a second no I'm feeling this way I'm I'm literally um defining how this room is at the moment I think that was the most shocking realization for me is just like how emotionally amplifying I can be in a space and so that made me very aware that this was about my journey of deconditioning like I use the word deconditioning like air quoting here like a wanker but it's like I think I feel I'm not going to say I think because I feel me personally but also for a lot of reflectors we seem to have a lot more um trauma again, for lack of better words, but trauma throughout our lives and a lot more to unravel from a conditioned process. So mm. I think by what you just said, they're telling a reflector, no, it's not, it's not you, it's them, is not serving us very well because we seem to have the most things to like unravel or just look at within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when we start to do that, that's when I'm watching people step into their their true selves and that's when you see the tr the true mirrors but in a good way it's just like how can I help you 
mm-hmm. that's been profound to watch um, just in my experience over just having this podcast for the last two years. So, yeah. and I love what you said about community because I've banged on about this a lot. We're told, go find your community. And I have people always saying to me, how do I go and find my community? And I'm like, just be you. Yeah. Honestly, it's fucking just be you because they come like we and it's like anybody and I'm not just going to put a, a tag on being a reflector it's just anybody it's just like sort your shit out um and you remember El Engelman I always talk about her because she maybe she was she came on the podcast and she's always like polish your own fucking mirror and I'm like yes that's exactly and I've always stood by that I'm just like you polish your own mirror if you're going to use the mirror analogy polish your own mirror um so yeah, there's my heretical stance on it, which I'm pretty open about saying, but I don't subscribe to all the bullshit anymore. I'm just like, no, but how can I help someone when they find this? Or how can we help them and nurture them a little bit more to say, yeah, this is what the teachings are. You choose how you would like to digest this information, but here's some other suggestions that you might like to consider. Mm-hmm. That's the problem solver in me coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And I love what you said about, um, you know, people asking, like, how do I find my community? And I'm, it's really cool to hear you like share in my own beliefs and the things that I also teach about and about how it's, you just have to be yourself. And the more in yourself you are, the more rooted into yourself you are, the more that people gravitate towards and around you. Um, it's a very like solar um, energy, like how the sun is literally at the center of the universe and its gravitational pull is so vast that everything gathers around it. And the sun, you know, is the ruler of Leo, the sign of being so radically authentically yourself. This is what reflectors need to learn to do is to get rid of all the, the, the crap and the deconditioning as much as you can obviously it's a lifelong process it's not just as easy as clicking your fingers but throughout this process as you're like shedding and kind of peeling back all the layers to reveal what is and always has been you the more that people gravitate towards you like like you are this ball of of light sort of shining out and people you know they might not know why they feel pulled to you why they want to be around you but this is energetics at the end of the day people don't have to necessarily have this like mind oriented understanding of it they will just respond to your energy and their energy will want to gravitate around you because you're meant to be central in things um so yeah I love that you said just be you because that's always the advice I give people yeah and I guess the hardest thing for people is I don't know how to be me. How do I be me? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. because the, and I, I refer to it as the, the mind gets in the way, doesn't it? Yeah. It goes, oh, well, yeah. if you tell me what to do because I've been schooled my whole life and someone's thrust a textbook at me and told me this is how you learn. And it's like, you can't learn this way. You can't learn through this thinky, thinky, gray yeah. matter thing. You have to feel it. Yeah. You have to sample things, try stuff, make mistakes, do whatever you need to do. Yeah, and this is so, like, this is a kind of realisation I had the other day. I was, like, listening to a YouTube video, like, to do with reflectors, and I had this kind of, like, ping into my brain about 
how the lack of resources and information for reflectors is actually a blessing in disguise because we do not need to be told how to be or how to think or how to act. We need to learn it ourselves. There is no greater mirror for a reflector than being out in nature or being around non-human things, like still things that contain a spirit of their own, but that just aren't human. Like I have found myself so much in just engaging outside of like technology, outside of like mind-based activities, not reading so much um, information about like who, who I am and what this thing tells me about who I am and my life. Like all of that stuff has been really affirming on my path and has helped me in shedding a lot of my shame um but I got to a certain point where it was like information overload and I was like stagnant and nothing was actually changing in my lived experience and that completely shifted when I like put down the books and literally went outside in nature um so yeah I would like to hopefully try and like reframe for a lot of reflectors like maybe the lack of information out there is that's how it's meant to be because you were never meant to be told who you are or how to be like that's the whole issue that's the whole point no one can tell you you have to go find it yourself um and that largely does involve like switching off your mind and getting into your body and letting yourself be taught by as i've said nature but also like the cosmos like go go sit under the sky at night mm. and like see what happens like just see what comes to you um pay attention to your dreams speak to the spirits on, of the land around you like speak to the trees speak to the animals speak to your ancestors like just yeah get get away from all the information stuff and it will just do you a world of good oh I'd got tears when you were saying that. I'm like, don't cry. And I'm like, oh, I felt it. <laughs> I felt so emotional because what you said just is so beautifully said. It's just perfect. Um, and I have over the, the course of time felt that myself. I'm like, oh, I need to help people. I need to do more. You know, the fixer comes out. The Okay, so I need to create more content. Um, I need to create this so that people know how to do this. And every time I go to do it, it's like I get, no, you know, like something will happen. Mm. And it was only a couple of months ago, I'm just like, right, I'm trusting in divine guidance that if this is supposed to be out there, it will find a way to be out there. And I'm not going to force anything because I don't do that anymore. I'm just like, eh. <laughs> but it's very hard because the mind, again, I go back to the mind wants to get in the way. I just love what mm -hmm. you said about get away from shit and especially if you've got a first line especially if you've got other variables in your chart we want to read it all don't we and so many people here we go oh it's coming up again here's the soapbox <laughs> so many people <laughs> will go and read a read a book or do a course and suddenly they're fucking experts but they're not <sighs> yeah because they're intellectualizing everything and i got a big gripe about that so anyway that just came um hey. yeah no it's so important like I remember 
yeah feeling quite disheartened for a long time like why is there no solid information for reflectors and now the point where I'm at I'm actually really fucking glad that I never found mm. that information that I was seeking um because I yeah the way I've just like experienced the wisdom that comes through when I'm just being yeah. outside with nature with the stars it's more than any book has ever taught me um so yeah I recommend to any reflectors listening go fucking look at some stars see what happens <laughs> yeah look at the sky look up get out of the house and <laughs> yeah. look up I I, mm-hmm. I love what you said there as well it's like I think sometimes it is good to have a little bit of like okay, so this is a suggestion of things that you could look into. And again, I love that mm-hmm. even with astrology. It's just like, have a look at this. Just have a look and go and feel it in your body. Go and explore it. Go and sit with it because it is helpful because yeah. it can be overwhelming and just go, mm-hmm. where do I start? Where do I yeah. start? Yeah, if you're constantly just absorbing, like try this hack, try this and this and this and this, and then you're like, you've got no time to actually try it or do anything. Um yeah I like I want to reflect more about why I feel like nature is such a good mirror especially for reflectors because obviously we're the mirrors for everyone else apparently and like I feel like a huge part of our experience is just feeling like well what what about us who mirrors us you know and I think that I love being in nature so much because when you're looking at especially in like winter time right when there's no leaves on the trees and you're looking at the branches of a tree it just looks like the capillaries in your body and like it I feel like when you're looking at nature and the patterns that you find in nature you're looking at yourself and it's the same as when you're studying the stars because the same patterns are found there you're being mirrored as to what is happening internally on a biological neurological level and you're also like tapping into you know that they say like these sort of um elements that comprise of our our body they were formed in stars like at the the birth of stars being born and that's you know why they they say that we're made of the same stuff that stars are made of like it's actually true it's not just a cute saying like it's true and so when you're looking at stuff like this something is happening internally like where you're being you're seeing yourself you're having yourself reflected and for people like us who move through life feeling like no one truly sees us or gets us being seen in such a deep deep visceral way is beyond moving and I in my experience I've never known a human to see me as deeply as my favorite tree sees me like this is this is why this is also why I think people love looking at nature when they're on psychedelics because yeah. I think stuff like that clicks more but in my experience I don't need to be um high or anything to to be in awe of you know yeah. what's what's happening and I think this is why it nature acts as such a profound mirror oh, yeah gosh, that's I love my mm. I love that um I was talking with I'm echoing what you're saying here. I'm like, um, I was talking with a, a friend the other day because she lost her dog and 
she was saying to me how alone she felt and it made me it just transported me back to a time where a few years ago I just had this sense of loneliness even though I'm surrounded by people it was it was a sense of deep loneliness and I was doing my my walk and I love where I, I live because there's these massive trees everywhere and I go and I find and I found you know mother tree for my area and I was walking and I'm looking to the trees and I've always kind of like breathed with the trees and stuff like that. But, and I'm feeling this sense of loneliness, sorry, rambling, but feeling this sense of loneliness. And all of a sudden I could hear the bird. Just hear this bird just chirping. And then I'm like, oh, hi, hi, birdie. Cause I talked to the birds as well. And then I heard another one, you know, up far ahead and, and I heard them all around me. And suddenly this, this moment dropped into my being of saying to me, you're never alone because even the birds see you. They're always watching and they're telling. Mm. This bird here sitting on this branch is telling the bird up ahead, hey, she's coming or this human is coming. And there was this moment of um, a full body kind of feeling of just going, I am so supported by this land, the trees, the birds, the lizards, the feathery, the furry, the everything. It was just this mm -hmm. moment. It was. So I love what you were saying because I, I felt that. And I've never been, again, you've articulated it so much better than I have, but yeah, I think that that's a beautiful thing to say. Like, look, if we're mirroring everybody else, who's mirroring us and it is nature. It's just like, Hey, have you thought about this? And I love what you were saying about the capillaries of life. It's just like, you know, that mm. is what's happening in my, in my internal moment where, where I'm seeing this expression presented to me. Oh, Elle, that's so beautiful. <laughs> like tingles I'm like woo <laughs> I love these chats always profound stuff comes out of them you just never know you never know what's going to come out <laughs> do you have anything that you'd like to share for reflectors coming into this space some guidance some wisdom mm -hmm. Yeah, so another thing that I've kind of been chewing on lately is this whole, again, the concept of mirroring and how, you know, we're described as like reflecting people and um, like, yeah, reflecting what they're feeling and amplifying it back to them and stuff. I kind of have been toying with this lately and I, I think I've realised and I'd love to hear your reflections about this as well. What I think happens for me, especially in my one-on-one -on -one relationships, is um, I reflect people's, like, patterns that they have. Um, and so let's say someone has a pattern where they've always had really jealous and possessive friends. Let's say I become friends with that person, and I will all of a sudden start feeling possessive towards this person jealous of what they're doing even though with all the rest of my friends that that never happens and I think I've just like started realizing like what if that's me mirroring and reflecting like I'm reflecting the pattern it's not necessarily what they're feeling in that moment it can be that but also it can be like I'm reading what has been happening for them for a huge huge part of their life and I'm just like plugging into that pattern, that energetic blueprint. And it's like, um, it's like you plug in a, a video into a video player and you press play, like it's going to start happening. And 
and so I've I'm trying to learn to be more discerning about my behavior around people and considering like is this because of you know my relational trauma my attachment stuff sometimes it is or is it more to do with like this pattern that they've got following them around that I'm just kind of being plugged into and playing out for them and if I'm not careful and not paying attention I could take that on as like that's my own insecurity or my own like behavior or trait um yeah I do I'd love to hear your thoughts on that Mm. I think that like we were talking there before about it's very easy for us to well not easy that's not the right words but it's like we get to this point where we're like hang on a second we need to take full responsibility for who we are but there is also this part that we do we are very like aware of what's happening in situations um I love what you were saying there you're getting using the word patterning I can generally feel into what's happening with people and I I'm go, I'm going to use my environment because my environment is mainly around like lately over the last few years with school the schoolyard and there's so many different parents mm. feeling so many different things and I've been very observant of how my mood can affect them but also all of a sudden something will come up or I've had people come and be aggressive or frustrated and literally taking that step back and now I actually honor it like I'll actually say to someone how was your day being today you know have you had a have you because what happens is and again to use Cassie's shit deflector it's just like I I it's coming through us we're feeling it we're seeing it we're sensing it and there might be a trigger from our past that goes oh my god this has happened and this is the story that's starting to play or I can just choose to go I was feeling fine five minutes ago or what you were just saying with friendships it's just like that's when I think you're noticing that environment is probably not very healthy and not because it's not always healthy but just in that moment it's just like well shit what's happening with my friends here what's going on there and the fixer in us will be I want to help them but maybe all we can do in that moment is just say how was your day how are you feeling in your relationship right now and not take it on I know that's sorry that's it's I feel what you're saying because I've had that but now I'm like I've I've experimented with this over the last couple of years and I just I really do not try to own into anything because Mm -hmm. I just and nine times out of ten it will be oh and you just feel it it just dissipates as soon as you sort of like honor what someone's feeling sometimes they get even more pissed because they're like how the fuck did you or they right. get angry because yeah, they're like not how, ready. How do, how do people respond when you say, like, is it, have you been having a bad day? Like, how how do people tend to respond to that those kinds of yeah. questions in your Pretty experience? Pretty good. Um, I, I probably would be wording it because I'm careful about how I word things, but it'd be like, how's your day being today? And sometimes mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, look, just fucked, like, and and they're still in that space. And she's like, you know, sometimes I have really bad days too, but, you know, just letting you know if you want to talk, I'm here. And I kind of will leave yeah. because it's just like I'm not going to fix you. That's the problem. I yeah. will want to fix that because mm-hmm. I have that in me where I'll be like and a, and a recovering people pleaser. It's just like I've got to sort of like, oh, 
it's me, something's wrong, you know, for right. my whole life. And it's just like, no, fuck no. I'm now going to like just go, okay, well, I have a bit of time if you want to talk about it. But if you don't, that's cool. I'm, I, I got life to live. Mm-hmm. Like I got things to do. I don't need to take your shit on. So yeah. I don't know. I know that's a little bit hard and fast and every situation's different. But I think we, again, once you start to honour how your patterning works, your own patterning, you can really know when something just hits you for a six because you're like, hang on a second, I'm not normally this jealous or needy or yeah, feeling this mine. way. Yeah, and then yeah. you can literally go, well, where's it coming from? Mm-hmm. So I think it's yeah. that just takes, which you you have, you have that inner knowing to go, okay, well, what can I do about this? What can I do about mm. this to make sure that I have peace? Because I know that that's a um, a manifester thing, but I feel a great sense that my whole life is is to feel peace. I just want to be yeah. peaceful because I've never felt peaceful. Like yeah, with all the hundred percent. Yeah, with all of the turbulency, the ebbs and the flows, like the the trauma in the early years, and like throughout, like before you kind of reach that breaking point, you know. Um, but yeah, it's definitely peace is the bottom line because I don't know, I've come to realize like life's always going to throw curveballs at you and challenges and the way you navigate that is just by having this sense of peace with you always. Um, and that's my top priority now is maintaining this kind of equilibrium within myself feeling grounded, checking in with myself every day, retaining the meanness yeah. um, so that when I go out into the world, you know, I'm not rocked and I'm not um, knocked off of my path. And yeah, it just, it does all, all come down to peace. Yeah. I think sometimes it's good to, you know, I, I was just hearing what you're saying then and I'm like, oh, just even like, a month ago because I had a car accident, you know, I've got this hand thing happening and I just literally got knocked off my rocket. Like it was just like, and my past self probably would have gone and I have looked, don't get me wrong. I've gone down many a pity party day, but it was just like, okay, what happened? Mm. I tell you what, I was all over the charts. I was like, what happened in this moment looking for an external thing? And I'm just like, it, life just happened. And I'm like, what am I learning from this? And now I'm like, okay, I look at everything as a learning opportunity. I don't know. It's funny, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rather than like a personal attack yeah. against you as an individual. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah. As if you're ever that important, like in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> but it was, an, and as an astrologer, like just digressing there because again, I've got a friend who's an astrologer and she was just like, I wonder what was happening in your chart and I'm going to have a poke around. And then she mentioned a few things. And of course, you know, that's activating my first line of going, what is this? What's happening for us in March? Would you like to share? Like you sort of said to me, oh, March is huge. I want to know, can this help any reflectors like briefly? Because I know that this is a huge discussion. Yeah. So I've Right. March, basically, there's a lot, a lot of planets moving signs. And, you know, every month we have a couple planets that move signs. You know, the sun changes a sign every month. The moon changes a sign every two and a half days. Mercury changes around once a month. So we've got like we have a general sense of activity moving always. But 
what's different about March is that we've got there's three big contenders here so we've got Mars is going to be moving into Cancer Mars has been in Gemini since August of last year um, it had a really long retrograde in Gemini and it's just been moving really really slowly and it's taken a really fucking long time to move through Gemini so we've got this big change Mars is the planet of um action and drive and motivation so we can expect things to really be picking up in speed and then we've got Saturn moving signs um in four days so Saturn's going to be moving into Pisces and Saturn has been in um its own signs so Saturn rules over Capricorn and Aquarius which are obviously the previous two signs behind Pisces so Saturn has been in its own signs for around six years now. And Saturn is a, a planet that um, carries themes of like delays, restrictions, responsibilities, heavy duties, etc. So it being strengthened in its own sign for six years has been a heavy, solemn time where we're having to deal with some very harsh realities. Whereas Saturn moving into Pisces is this like huge release. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where, whatever Saturn is doing, it's still going to carry these themes of like responsibility and stuff. But there's when it moves into the sign of Pisces, which is ruled by Jupiter, it's just a, there's a lot more like lightness coming through because um, Saturn's not going to be in such a strong position anymore. Um, so that's a huge change and that will you know stay in Pisces for around the next three years and then arguably the biggest shift that we've got happening this month it will be on the 23rd of March and that will be Pluto moving into Aquarius so Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008 uh, it's a really slow moving planet and it's gonna stay in Aquarius for about 18 years so this is a big, big shift. Um, and with all of this stuff happening this month, I feel like people in general, probably especially reflectors, because we are so um, receptive and perceptive to the planets and the planets in transit, probably reflectors have been feeling this, this sense of like hanging on the edge of a cliff or like, mm -hmm being stood on the edge of a dive board and looking down at the water below you knowing that you're about to tip over like you you haven't quite gone yet but you can feel the momentum that tipping forward it's this like this sensation of like hanging in time um yeah and I think again when we're so like we live in this world that like is very mind orientated and stuff like being in these spaces where we're kind of in between what once was and all of these big changes that are about to happen being in that liminal space can be kind of like disorientating if you're still trying to um enact yourself from a mind-centered place it very much requires like a surrender to the process probably much like embodied practices where you're focusing more on being grounded um retaining that sense of equilibrium because we are about to dive into big changes and change change kind of goes hand in hand with chaos if you ask me chaos in the neutral sense of the term um change is born from chaos like it's this yeah 
things are just being like churned up, rotated, ready to start afresh. And it's all coinciding with Aries season. So Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. It's fresh starts all around. It's just, yeah, pretty monumental moment in the whole year um, and in the many years to come. And so, yeah, I imagine a lot of reflectors have been feeling like just a bit weird lately. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if you've been feeling that yourself. Yeah, well, I since December last year, I've very much, and I love what you're saying there about the in between. I, I've kind of like referred to it as the in betwixt. You know that that where we joke about the the process of the the time between Christmas and New Year. I don't know about the UK, right. but everything shuts down here in Australia, so it's, we call it the in betwixt. But I felt since December very much like in the in betwixt. But also, it's just like. And not just me, but everyone I speak to, something's brewing. And I think what you were saying yeah. there, just it literally, when you're saying like standing on a dive board, it's just like, I am literally about like this, that feeling of just going, oh my God, it's, it's coming. It's so close. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've got this sense and that's, I think why a lot more reflectors feel like they're, they're finding themselves. They're, they're coming, not coming out. <laughs> Their, their self-discovery is tapped in. So they're finding human design or they're finding and they're wanting to know and they're like, oh, my God, because there's this initiation, for lack mm. of better words, but something's something's happening. There's uh, yeah. feely-feelies have just got the whole like, ooh, and it might be a, yeah. just the start, as you were saying, just the start of this three-year thing with, I don't know, don't know astrology, but something's about to go. Yeah. Maybe not boom, but something's it's, about to it's shift. Big. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of that is it's gonna be reflected by something in Pisces. Um I feel like these past six years with these very like solemn themes that we've been dealing with with Saturn in Capricorn and then Aquarius, these signs are very focused on systems and structures because they're Saturnian. And so we've been dealing with a lot, a lot of like, um, yeah, sullenness and kind of almost like depression around like the systems and structures we find ourselves living inside of. And then when it comes to Saturn moving into Pisces, I see this as an opportunity to dissolve and rebuild. Um, and so a lot of people are feeling the sense of something's changing and there's very much this ripe kind of energy in the air of like the future the things that you thought were reserved way ahead in the future are kind of like now like you better mm. start doing it now yeah. um rather than putting it off like there is this yeah general collective sense of like this energy is just very very ripe for getting shit done yeah. and building something totally new that you might not have been able to to even have imagined a couple mm. years back it's yeah. very exciting, but also a bit like fucking scary. <laughs> it's like all those ideas we have, completely open head centers. It's like all those ideas. Maybe, maybe it's time to action some of those. Who knows? Yeah. I, yeah, I would love to hear really people's is. um, yeah, what happens. We'll try and back in in a month and see how how we're all going. El, mm -hmm. you gorgeous soul. Thank you. We've been going for a while. How can you share your details? How can people work with you? How can they find the beautiful resources you give? You give so much freely. Can I just honor you on that? You you give so much freely in social media um, 
just you've educated me and and I haven't paid you for a thing but you've educated me so much over the course of the last year to 18 months and I know you've educated a lot of other people so thank you from the bottom of my heart but how can people work more closely with you Mm, thank you for that yeah so people can obviously find me I'm sure you'll include links everywhere I'm stella.sanctum on instagram stella.sanctum on twitter I'm active on both um I do have a new offering coming out in the next couple of weeks um it's my first course that I'm ever doing and it's about using um an astrological timing technique called zodiacal releasing to um, help you create a year ahead schedule for your career or business um so it's very I'm bringing it out now to work with all of these changes that are happening this very like ripe energy that we're dealing with I really want to help people get um structured in their schedule but using basically using astrology so that your business schedule is working with your unique ebbs and flows so that you're not trying to like get shit done when you should be resting and you're not resting when you should be like busy doing stuff um so I feel like this could be super super helpful for reflectors in particular I know I've spent a lot of time pulling my hair out wondering why I fucking can't stick to a routine (laughs) or a schedule you know with this technique I've finally been able to like find my flow and it's really helped to improve um my efficiency with work which I love so yeah that's coming out in the next couple weeks if you're following me on social media you'll see all the updates about that um I'm going to be opening up a couple slots for readings in the next few days so if you want a reading with me then keep an eye out for that because there's literally going to be like six spaces I have space for six so I'd love to hang out with you and and look at your chart thank you I love that you honor your time too I've just got space for this it's just like that's honoring your time oh I love it Mm. thank you Thank you for being Thank here. For Thank me. you for having this conversation. Look, I could keep going. <laughs> we could have deeper conversations. B2? <laughs> Let's, do <laughs> Let's do another one in a few months. Let's see how we're going. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thanks for taking the time on the opposite, with the opposite ends of the, the globe. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock here. What is nine, it for you now? 10? Nine, nine. Nine. So strange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> different days anyway thank you beautiful soul i'll talk to you soon bye